From the Church of the Nazarene and Mesoamerica Genesis, you're listening to the Worthless Servants Podcast. Hello and welcome to the Worthless Servants Podcast. It's awesome to be around the podcast table and it's awesome to be a part of something that is a hybrid podcast in these days. I love that we have been able to include Dario in our podcasting and he is in Barbados, live from Barbados, as we are in Santo Domingo. Uh, You are hearing the voice not of Scott Armstrong, which is maybe what you're used to. You are hearing Emily Armstrong, probably the most unworthless servant that is in this place. And I would love to introduce you to the rest of the people around the table with me. To my left is Scott Armstrong. Now, I'm supposed to just say hey or something like that, but you just said you were unworthless. Unworthless. Oh, that's true. The double negative. It, it got me. <laughs> that you, 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 you're, you're basically touting that you are worthy. I'm the most unworthless servant and Scott's the most worthless servant. <laughs> yeah, that, <laughs> say that 20 times fast. That's right. Uh, hey, good to, good to be with all of you. We also have Natalie here in the room with us. Hi, guys. And joining us virtually, as always, is Dario Richards. Hey. It's good to have you all here with us. And uh, usually, hopefully, all of you that are used to hearing us again, you when you know you hear my voice, you know that it's a time for a Ben Thinking podcast. And uh, I love kind of sitting in this chair because I love being able to facilitate conversation, but I also love trying to distill a little bit about what Scott and Natalie have been thinking. And so this morning or afternoon or evening, whenever you're hearing this episode, I think I'm going to start with Scott today. Scott's been, uh, Scott's been thinking about a lot of stuff, and I honestly don't know what's on his mind for this podcast episode. So, Scott, share with us a little bit. What have you been thinking about? Yeah, I've been thinking about a an opportunity, a missions opportunity that's really new for our entire denomination. Uh, those who perhaps know, we are uh, podcast and, and ministries that uh, are in the Church of the Nazarene. We're specifically a part of the what's called the Mesoamerica region, basically Central America and the, and the Caribbean. And uh, there is something new we have seen as a denomination that we certainly need to prioritize youth. And, and we're getting a lot of involvement in the junior high age, or maybe kind of what many of our countries would call adolescence. Uh, we're getting a lot of involvement in missions from uh, some of the 20-somethings and, um, and even 30-somethings. You know, th- those are still youth in many of our countries or considered youth. But we really, the university age has been an area where as a denomination, Again, I I know there are exceptions, but as a denomination, we haven't uh, been that, uh, at least in the last decade, we haven't been as present. We haven't uh, had as many uh, people involved as perhaps in in previous decades. And so um, in conversations with other mobilizers, in conversations with other leaders, uh, we've decided to uh, put together something that when this podcast comes out, I believe it'll just be a few months before the event, which is called Discussion. Discover missions. Now it was it was uh, uh, decided. The name was decided because we really are focusing on people that are uh, young people that are from 18 years old to 24 years old. And so, Discover Missions is going to happen right here in the Dominican Republic. Uh, uh, a lot of us are on this podcast are right here in Dominican Republic. 
but we are inviting from the entire world. We're going to have different people from uh, different universities, from different uh, countries that are presenting workshops. And so the idea is we're going to have uh, time to uh, learn, but also time that will be more in the mornings. And then in the afternoons and evenings, we will have time to spend with the Dominican church, with the communities going out, serving, uh, relating with different people. And I am excited about this. This is something very (laughs) new. We have 14 people, I believe, if I'm not mistaken, from our region that are going to be participating. We have five from other regions and all of the U.S. and Canada, Nazarene universities are sending four uh, representatives. So like we're looking at a a group of around 75 people that are going to be here in Los Alcarizos. It's close to Santo Domingo, the capital of, of the Dominican Republic. And already, just from our countries and then what we're hearing from from other regions, we are going to have a representation of close to 20 nations, 20 nations that are learning missions. Um, They're all around the same age group. And uh, I'm just really excited about it. I don't know if you guys have kind of heard about this. And Em, you've been kind of on the ground floor as well, Um, just, just really... I mean, before this was even an idea, anything you'd like to add or, or, or what are you kind of, what's your perception about this event? Yeah, I'm excited about the event because I think it provides an opportunity for, uh, I'm going to say this and maybe this is, sounds a little prideful, but I think it's okay <laughs> to have a little bit of uh, healthy pride. Um, I think Mesoamerica has been chosen because some of our youth for, you know, years have been responding. We've been seen as a region that has been able to truly capture kind of what we would consider to be the youth and see them as people that can be involved in in missions and a missions career. And uh, so a piece of this activity to me is something that uh, Mesoamerica is almost being like highlighted, you know, like we're being used as a platform in order to invite people from all over the world to come and learn about missions in the Mesoamerica region. And so for me, that's a really big um personal ministry goal that we have been able to see accomplished things that we've been working towards for, I would say even decades, uh, that our people are being seen as like high quality people, high quality candidates. We've got great missionaries that are serving and the world wants to come and see what we're doing here. They want to be trained by people in Mesoamerica, not just by Scott and Emily Armstrong, because we are a team here in Mesoamerica. And so that's really exciting for me, a piece of, of what the event holds for us as as a minister team as well. Now there were some people, not to the, uh, <laughs> I, there were some people that were like, oh, I'm not in the same age group. Or, I know, <laughs> I was one of those. <laughs> yeah. Yes, uh, but but what is your thought about this first time? Because they want to have this every year and they want to rotate it around to different regions. Uh, I think, can we announce this? No, I don't think so. I don't think we, <laughs> You're going to have to stay tuned if you want to yeah. know where the next region is. Yeah, we, they've already decided where the next region will be hosting, uh, but we can't, can't announce that yet. Uh, but how do you feel as a Dominican knowing that this first time ever, and this could become something, right, that it's going to be held in DR? And it's awesome. I'm so glad that they're going to come to this beautiful island. You're going to love it for the, ones, <laughs> for the ones that are coming. And I'm so excited. I think I'm going to be part. I'm going to be like serving yes. the team. So I'm excited as well. Even though I'm not one of the participants, I feel like I'm going to be. <laughs> sure, so <sure>. so <laughs> I'm going to enjoy it as well. Um, but I am really happy. And it's something I've been thinking. And it's not what I'm going to bring to the table today. But um it's beautiful for me to say to to see how the church is opening opportunities for yeah. the youth to serve. It's right. something I feel 
we should do more often. So I'm so glad to see the church moving in, in, in wanting to get people, get the youth involved in missions, to get to know it uh, from the very start of their life. So yeah. I'm really happy for that. Yeah. yeah. Dario, I'd love to know you're married to a woman that was basically mobilized and, and uh, part of a youth mobilization type program through 12-7 Serve. I'd love to know maybe your thoughts on getting engaged with people in the university levels and how you've seen that play out maybe in your personal life or just with, I know that you've got a ton of friends as well that have kind of been in those ages and stages. So I'd love to hear what you think about like university level participating maybe for the first time in cross-cultural missions. Yeah, man, I think it is. A uh, phenomenal idea. Um, my own journey in mission started while I was at, um, we call it community college here. Um, and I used to attend the university's um, UCCF, um, you will call it InterVarsity Christian Fellowship. So I know so many people who are currently involved in missions, involved in ministry, where that first sense of calling, where the starting point was. Mm. Um, somebody reached out to them well in university or an, an opportunity was open well in university. And that became the place where God would have planted the seed, you know, that years later um, bloomed into all types of fruit. So I'm excited about it. I definitely think for the university age student, being on the field is a much more effective means of helping persons to discover their calling than being in a church service. So I always, I always champion, you know, don't, don't just preach about it. Don't just speak about it. Just take them, just take them somewhere, take them somewhere that is not too difficult, but not too easy. And, and just trust that God will use that space, you know, to, to really work on their hearts. So I love the idea of uh, reaching the university age student because I have seen so many times mm-hmm. how persons or God would have met persons at that stage of their life. And years later, they're still bearing fruit. They're still um, living out the sense of purpose and calling that would have started in in the university setting. So I think it's a brilliant idea. Yeah, and we do have our mobilization team in the Caribbean is really excited because uh, two of our fourteen that are that are participating uh, from our region are from one is from Jamaica and one is from Barbados, and uh, that is really really cool, and we're excited. I should mention the event will be happening. We can't say that it'll be in every language, uh, but we will be doing this. The <laughs> you just tra- reminded me of Cindy Patty's love in any language. <laughs> Some of you were too young to even know what that is, but yeah, I was, was going to say. <laughs> this is 30 years ago that you're talking. Um, but uh, yeah, it will be in English and it will be in Spanish. And we're, we're really excited. Again, what are the objectives? Well, uh, primarily to involve university age students in, in, in discover. I mean, it's in the name in discovering what missions yeah. is, right? So they feel called they've, uh, many of them are even studying missions, right? But uh, just to say, okay, to study in, in the classroom is one thing. Uh, but, but to be involved for two weeks in the Dominican Republic uh, with other like-minded people, uh, learning other languages, cultures, um, because it's not just going to be the DR. I mean, it's being with 20 different nations and I mean, there's going to be some culture shock and some times of, of lots of laughter and misunderstandings and things. But, um, I feel like a lot of people are going to come out of this with, with a call confirmed and with a desire an increased and renewed desire to participate in missions. Amen. Awesome. I think, um, if you're hearing this and you're like, shoot, I missed it. Why are they talking about this after? 
after the fact of when I can be a part of it. <laughs> I want to say you did not miss it because just like we said a few minutes ago, there will be another place in 2024 and it will be off region. So if you would like to be aware of that information, if you're like, I am going to be university age in 2024 and I want to be a part of the next one, contact us. We want to know your name. We want to be in, in contact with you so that we can start giving you information as soon as that information is available. Uh, Natalie. Thanks for uh, being here this morning. I'd love to know what's on your mind. What have you been thinking about? Well, um, I've been thinking about lots of things. um, But right now I am in a stage of my life where I am ending lots of things, like closing (laughs) lots of things. Um, And so I've been like looking inside and like kind of evaluating myself for the next stage of my life what it's coming Mm -hmm. (laughs) I'm excited for that Um, but I've been thinking and I've been kind of looking a lot inward and I I realized the need I have to intentionally work on my leadership and I'm so glad and I'm so happy and I praise the Lord that Global Mission had this workshop a month ago about this book called From Good to Great from Jim Collins and after reading that book with the team, I was thinking a lot about something that Jim Collins was calling a level five leader. So I'm like, what do I need now, God, to become that, mm-hmm. uh, to become that kind of leader? Can, and can, can I pause here? Please. Let, let, let me pause. First of all, so sorry, sorry to interrupt you, Natalie, but, okay. but Natalie was our translator for this whole uh, training that we did. And some people who are like, Good to great. That was a while ago, right? I mean, it is a, a book that was 20 years old. And I think, Dario, you're, you're cracking up because we did a training like eight years ago. And I think you were part of the, oh, really? the, the first group. <laughs> yeah, exactly. Awesome. Um, but uh, but it, I mean, it's, it is especially, and, and I know we can't get into every, every. Um, hey, he, this is he, Natalie's been thinking as it, well. So. It is. Scott's <laughs> it excited because this is one of his books. <laughs> it is. But I, were you going to say what a level five? leader is? Well, actually, I want to go from the level one because okay, um, um, he was kind of saying a level one leader first, um, it's a highly capable individual. It's that person is a disciplined person, talent, and it, that person have good work habits. Mm. Then the level two uh, leader belongs to the collaborative team member. And that leader works with the group to achieve uh, common goals. Then level three belongs to the competent manager. And that person is capable of like going one step further and stand out for its vision to organize like resources and people. And he do it like in an effectively way. And then level four, it's an effective leader. And that person encourage the group to the highest standards of performance. And then the level five that person transformed the work from good to great. As, <laughs> yes. That should be a book title, I think. <laughs> <laughs> so um, basically the level five leader, it's a person with a leadership with humility, professional will, self-control, and like deep ambition. But it it's, doesn't want his own things to achieve, but the group uh, ambitions to achieve. Mm-hmm. It's very ambitious, yes. Mm-hmm. So I was kind of looking to those levels and I was kind of kind of putting myself like in what level am, am I right now? Yeah. And what it, do you think? So it hit me when I realized I am in the level two. 
I, I am collaborating with ministries, with global missions, with working witness, but I am just part of a team and I kind of help to achieve the team goals. Yeah. But I feel like, okay, I need to take that step forward. I need mm. to work intentionally in, you know, getting better. So I'm like, well, at least I know what I am right now. And I know that I need to do something about it. And I'm happy that I was able to read this book and to know, okay, this is, these are the things I can do to move forward and to become later on, probably not next year, probably not in two years, but, uh, in the future, uh, level five leader. Yeah, I think that's great, Natalie. And I think one thing that I hear you saying is I feel in myself when I get a new resource or when I read a book or hear a podcast or something, I hear myself saying, now I have vocabulary. There's yeah. like something that I felt in my spirit or in my mind. And it's like, oh, somebody finally gave me the words to put around it. Like I, I have some steps or I know how to talk about it now. Um, I'd love to ask Dario. Dario, I know that leadership is kind of your sweet spot and where the Lord has kind of led your heart and your direction your mind. I'd, I'd love to know what your thoughts are. If you've read Good to Great, if you've heard of that level five leader, or if you have any thoughts for Natalie on uh, how to get from level two to level three. Yeah. <laughs> yeah. So I, I remember the last time I read um, Good to Great was Batman when it was required reading. <laughs> read it. Um, but yeah, man, I think I think the leadership journey happens exactly how you are describing it. Um, at different moments, we come into either new information or new experiences um, that re that reveals both where we currently, where we are currently at, and where we need to be. Mm -hmm. And I think one of the mistakes that can happen in the leadership journey is that persons, you know, in our minds, we can think that. Um, it's like an exam, you know, like you do one proficiency in music, then you do two, three, four, five, and you can go all the way up and have level five proficiency or knowledge on the subject without really having the experience of mm. um, being a clear practitioner or, you know, you are not really like a, like you don't play the piano for large audiences. You don't, you don't participate in large orchestras. You, you know, you're not, you're not known for playing the piano in the space of um, persons hearing and persons celebrating and being um, encouraged or inspired by your music is really just has been an academic uh, pursuit. And I don't think leadership works like that. Mm -hmm. um, so I think you claim the stages of leadership as you become aware of more information and as you are invited into greater opportunities. And as the information becomes available, as the opportunities become available, and in your own personal um, sense of conviction, then you commit to the process of growth for that time, for that season. And then a time is going to come where you are going to step up and you're going to go to level three and you're going to celebrate because you must celebrate the fact that you move from level two to level three. That's good. And then another opportunity is going to open to you, you know, something that requires you to be even better, something that requires you to be um, even more skillful or even more um, gentle in a particular area, and it will cause you to grow again. Mm -hmm. So I think my overall encouragement is to enjoy the, the journey of growing as a leader yes. because I think leadership is one of those things where – um, experience is so critical to helping to shape, you know, who you become 
And if it is that we try to, to skip the levels primarily on an intellectual or academic basis, and then I think we actually rob the process. Uh, so the journey is is important. And, and from what you shared, you, it is clear that you are on the journey. You know, you were able to identify exactly where you are, accept that, celebrate that, you know, you're at level two and not at level zero. <laughs> you know? And then and then, you know, you look on to the next level, you know, okay, what do I need now to go to level three? And then when you get to level three and you live it out, then the opportunity will come. Okay, what do I need to go to level four? So enjoy the journey of growing uh, as a leader and don't try to you know, don't, don't try to skip the process. Oh yes. Yeah. Thank you. So one of the things that I really liked is the level five leader is a combination of humility and professional will or, or that ambition, right? It's, it's important to be a leader. You, you're not saying uh, you have no ambition. No, you are striving to be the best you can be and you want your company or, or you want your ministry to be the best you can be. But it's not just that. It's not just I'm the most dynamic and ambitious person in the room. It's also that I'm humble enough to know that, that it's not about me. It's about the company or it's about the group. Yeah, and it's also about the kingdom. And I really love that part. And actually, working witness team, we have this meeting and we were talking about that part. And we were saying, we would love to be the best working witness team of all the world. Um, but it is not for everybody to, to look at us and say, oh, they are the best one. But like for us to provide resources like, right. oh, we, we really want to be the best so we can help better others to become better. Mm -hmm. um, so I think that's the part, like being humble uh, and have that ambition. Like we want to be the best one, not to, oh, look at us, but to help others the best way we can do. Yeah, I love that. I think... Um There's so many directions we could go with this and we could probably do a podcast series maybe on the Good to Great book and why Scott chooses that book as we go through leadership development with some of our uh, key team members. Um, and even as I hear you guys develop this little part of the conversation, I think just about the whole conversation in the church of discipleship. And we've talked before on this podcast about as leaders, when we get to this point of making somebody else the hero, we've talked about hero making before. Uh, we've talked about that concept of my fruit grows on somebody else's tree. Like those are the leaders that to me are the level four and level five leaders. Um, even as I'm, I'm looking at Dario on the screen in front of me, it makes me think about as Christians, that John 15 passage of abide in me, like this is your level of success. And as a level five leader, that's how you are able to say, I'm going to be the best that I can be as well as offer this as a platform for other people to be yep. the best that they can be because it's abiding. What we do as Christians in order to be that level five, the ambition and the humility comes through saying, because I'm who I am in Christ, right? Yep. Because, because I know who I am in Christ and he provides this platform for me. So many good things that God has been teaching us and allowing us to learn in these days. And uh, again, Scott, I would love for you to tell people where they can find us, especially if they're interested in the Discover Missions in 2024. If you'd like that information, how can they find us? How can they comment on some of these things if they want to know where to get that book from good to great? We are on social media. You can find us on Facebook, 
and the Worthless Servants podcast or Twitter or Instagram, uh, but also send us a note through mesoamericagenesis.org. Uh, mesoamericagenesis.org is uh, sometimes the best place to get a hold of us and see how to become a missionary and, and what you can do to impact the cities in your communities. So again, Discover Missions is what we were kind of promoting and let us know if that if you're interested in that for 2024. And with that, we are the Worthless Servants. I'm Emily Armstrong. I'm Scott Armstrong. I'm Natalie Franco. I'm Mario Richards. And we'll talk with you next time. For more information, visit us on Facebook or at mesoamericagenesis.org.